Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a wonderful evening of theater and picking up after yourselves. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. I'm glad you went with that one. That is, of yeah, course, uh, uh, Principal Seymour Skinner in the episode I Love Lisa. We have one of two episodes we will be talking about tonight. The other one is Brother from the Same Planet. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And this is Two Bad Neighbors. Now, before we get started, it's been a little while since we've done the show. A um, couple weeks, I At, think. Yeah, two weeks. Hopefully everyone had a good Easter. I'm not talking about just you and myself, but I'm talking about the world. Everyone... Yeah. Literally everyone. Most people. I hope most people had a decent Easter. I know I did. I played a show. And it was a lot of fun. I've, I assume you did. You went, um, let's talk about uh, uh, how have you been. Sure, yeah. Here we I, are. I, I was uh, in the Dominican Republic yeah. uh, mm. during Easter, so uh, didn't really celebrate it, per se. I didn't either, but I mean... But you're in the Dominican. Yeah. I was hoping... And I hope you had a good day. Sounds delicious. There was, uh, there was you know, dr- f- drinks... And food, and merriment. So literal sun, literal merriment, literal merriment. Like, like someone got married. Some someone got married. Yeah, married man. Uh, married mints. Married mints. That's what we call as, them. As he pops in a mint flavored fisherman's friend. Yeah, Greg's got a mm. tickle in his throat. I do. I'm going to see a doctor tomorrow, so hopefully he'll be mm. able to give me some drugs, mm. some detecklers. Detecklers. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aiden's here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um. Before we uh, before we before we talk about uh, our our new guest, and he is a new guest. He's a brand new guest on the show. Uh, welcome, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, uh, I'd like to just say that um, Alan reminded me of a pretty important milestone. That's right. That just occurred in both of our lives. Alan. Y- yes. Uh, what is would it? You like me to say? Okay. I forgot. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> I know it was something. Yeah, but you I always do. What it was. Uh, it's uh, officially uh, yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. So April fifth. Uh, we're recording this on the sixth. Uh, April fifth was officially one year since we posted our very first episode of Two Bad Neighbors. Holy crap! Wow. Yeah. It's so been a year. We're one year old. Yeah. One year young. Maybe we can uh, keep it going longer than uh, than, than two this. years. Oh. Than the Cinepals, you mean? Yeah, than the Cinepals. <laughs> um, well, we kind of have to. Well, the Cinepals is kind of still going. Yeah, in it's a different changed. form, in a different name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've gotten to um, four seasons, halfway through four seasons in one year. Yep. That's pretty good. I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. theoretically, if we go at this pace, which we won't, uh, well, because we did seasons one and two and oh threes, yeah, and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we would finish uh, seasons one through ten in uh, two and a half years ish. Would you only go to ten? That's the plan. Currently. Yeah, the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the more the more I think about it, the more that's a it sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea. Because there's what like twenty five now. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. And still going. Yeah. Wow. No no end in sight. Yeah. yeah. And they were only good until ten. Um, uh, Mostly. <laughs> eight. I yeah. say eight. They're great up until eight. That's eight a, eight would have been eight would have been like ninety seven ish. Yeah, around there because it premiered in eighty nine. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I remember enjoying it until the early two thousands. But well, let's then r- talk r- about that. Let's talk about what's your story, Aiden. 
Um, so this my, a little my segment s- we like to call, what's your story? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we do this with uh, brand new guests, such as yourself, since you've only been here this one time. Uh, so when did you first start watching The Simpsons? What's your relationship to the show? Um, well, some of my earliest memories watching TV are of watching The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, like being like five years old and coming home from school and just being like super excited to watch The Simpsons on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, like, I probably watched a lot of these episodes as they originally aired. And then kind of, yeah, early 2000s is I think is kind of when my viewership started to wane mm-hmm. as like even I at that young stage was noticing the quality start to peter out. A dip. Yeah. yeah um, noticeable dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd be interested, uh, you know, I think it's a really interesting experiment what you guys are doing to like go back and actually kind of like chronologically go through and track the progression of the series because I myself would be interested to go back and in retrospect see, you know, if if I would have agreed with my younger self on kind of when that decline happened. Mm-hmm. And... um Based on the couple episodes that you saw tonight, it seemed like it, you were enjoying them. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, was, it was every bit as good as I remember. Yeah. yeah. And I'm actually glad I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, like so I, it was, you were saying it was like a decade since you yeah. really watched, sat down and watched it. Like, like, honestly, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit it, but I'll go, go ahead and, and say, um, like, like, I'm not a, a big TV guy. Like, I usually, like, I'll watch something once, and that will generally sure. be it. Um. Like, like that being said, I did when I was younger and, and, and was in more of a channel surfing habit, I would catch reruns and, and watch them, but that hasn't happened in, yeah, probably about 10 years. And, uh, it was really refreshing to go back and watch some like great classic episodes. Um, yeah, I'm really glad I came for this one because, um, these, these two that we watched were excellent. I, I think um, they're some of the best ones of the season. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I personally think Brother from the Same Planet is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons ever. I love this episode. <laughs> I love that episode a lot. So I guess yeah. we don't um, need to ask me what I think about it. I'm <laughs> honestly Good. surprised to like get to, to classics a little bit because I had no idea where we were going to end up in the series at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even prepare yeah. you for that at all. And and I'm kind of <laughs> wondering, like, did I luck out? Or like, is, is that just how consistently good it used to be? That, it is. Like, pretty much every episode was a classic in its own right. It is. It's absolutely that. Like, we're doing season four, right? Right now, we're on, we're on season four. What you watched was we're... Basically just past the midway point. Um, Brother from the Same Planet is episode 14. I Love Lisa is episode 15. And then comes Duffless, where Homer gives up Duff, uh, which is a great mm. episode. Then Last Exit to Springfield, which is the power plant strike. Mm. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. Dental Vaguely. plan. Dental plan. Lisa um, needs braces. Whacking Day, with the, where they whack the snakes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Crusty uh, gets canceled. Slither of a lady mm. um, there's a streetcar named Marge. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy the movie. Uh, Mr. Plow is in this episode and Marge versus season. the monorail. Sorry, is in this, like all of those episodes oh, are in wow. this season yeah. and they're all phenomenal, right? So it's everything that isn't a masterpiece in this episode, in, in this season <laughs> is great. Like one step down in this season is just, this is a great episode. One step up, mm-hmm. it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ridiculous. We're a little spoiled because... It's just going to keep getting better. Yeah, I don't think there's a show yeah, that maintains... Until it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there hasn't been a show that maintains this level of consistency for this long and then falls off so fast. 
and so obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for Lost. Yeah. Well, that's that's your opinion. I mean, <laughs> they they yeah. they did have the good graces to to end it. Yeah. At, at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, they ended it wrong though. Uh, that being said, um. But yeah, this is. I mean, we're going through all the episodes, so uh, fun uh, homework you could do is, uh, you know, watch some episodes and then listen to our podcast on them. Mm-hmm. You'll never know Keep who up shows with up. You guys, yeah. But um, a little bit, a little bit more about Aiden here because we just kind of just said your name. It's like, hey, it's Aiden. I just realized it's like, where would people what? know you from? Every, if, everyone doesn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> where, how would how would people know you? Where where can we where can we find out more about you? Your name is Aiden Litton. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm Aiden Litton. Um, I guess I know these cats through kind of the local Calgary theater scene. We've worked on some stuff together. Aiden produced my band's second album, and it sounds infinitely better than our first one. Yay! So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I do I do sound and music kind of stuff. Uh, you can find my website www.aidenlitton.com. Uh, we'll give you a chance to plug that again at the end of the episode. Wicked. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can you can check out my stuff. Uh, like I said, I do sound design and composition and kind of audio engineering. That's my uh, the general world that I tread in. Now, what was it the like the first show that I? That's when I met you. First time first time I met you was when I was doing those two shows at the same time, and we were both doing two shows at the same time. Oh it was yeah, the, um, it was totally. What uh, Sunnyside Egg Show? Sunnyside Up, the Sunnyside Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the Basement Boys. Right. Yeah, those, we, were, we were double timing together. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was tough. Um, those Egg Council creeps got to you too. No, you got it all wrong, man. <laughs> but seriously, you were in an Egg Show. Yeah, yeah, I played a uh, zygote. An embryo type thing, a fertilized. Oh, embryo. that kind of egg. Yeah, that kind of egg. Not like a chicken egg. No. Mm. Yeah. Well, there, there were those two. Yeah, uh, I was really sold until I found out it was about humans. Yeah, there yeah. were um, multiple layers to the egg. It probably, metaphor. you know, it, it probably would have been funnier if it was about egg, if it was about chickens and that you had the same dialogue in the entire play, but it mm-hmm. was between a family of yeah. chickens. Well, that'd be great because there's, life is there's kind of the setup. Be breakfast. Yeah, there's the setup of like. Um, you know this this woman's eggs that are frozen. Yeah. Um. And then and then it actually you see the the zygotes. Is that the correct term? Zy- I think. Um. Of which Greg played one, but yeah, it would have been a great reversal. It turns out that those weren't actually her eggs, zygotes in the fridge, but like you know some eggs. some eggs in in their in their fridge, some chicken eggs, yeah. and then and then it ended with them being eaten. <laughs> Be so funny. <laughs> This has been two bad fertility doctors. <laughs> that would be so fun. And uh, we all three worked together on uh, Spark Extinguished. We did. The play about Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Which uh, was, was directed by uh, Jason Memel, our last guest. That's right. Or two guests ago. Two where, guests ago. Where are we? Two guests ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, let's uh, dive yeah. into these uh, into these episodes. Let's Let's sure. really chew some fat here. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, part. The first Brother episode from the same planet. Yeah, the first episode we watched is the 14th episode in the fourth season of The Simpsons, and here is your TV guide synopsis brought to you by The Simpsons Archive. 
Homer's neglect sends Bart looking for a new father, and Homer responds in kind. Meanwhile, Lisa battles addiction to a 900 number for a Beverly Hills 90210-style star. Voices, Phil Hartman. Ooh, Tress McNeil gets a (laughs) billing on this one. And Dan Castellaneta. (laughs) That's fun. We, I like saying the TV Guide synopses because they're so succinct and funny. Mm. So, Who writes those? That's what I want to know. I think it's uh, uh, Gary Guide, I think is his name. The yeah. c- guy who owns mm. the TV Guide conglomerate. Gary Guide. Mm. Gary Guide. Yeah. Gary Guide. Wow. Double G. That's dedication to, to pen every single yeah, episode. He's, he's every, never... Well, I mean, it's his show. passion. Yeah. And mm. he, loves, he loves it. Yeah. That's why he does it. Unsung hero yeah. of right. the day, yeah. Gary Guide. So well, this I mean, episode he's is dedicated to you, Gary Guide. Yeah. So moving on. In memory of. In, in memoriam. Uh, <laughs> Please put that in the description. You are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> She's like the wind. <laughs> Sorry, before you came over, we watched Patrick Swayze's music vid- video. Oh. She's like the wind. Beautiful. Did you ever see that? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I hadn't until today. I didn't Patrick even... Swayze's music video. Yeah, I, so did, he, he, I didn't yeah, even know he, did he sang. A, he did a song for uh, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Mm. It's called She's Like the Wind. And it actually uh, got quite a bit of radio play, and I think mm. you'd probably recognize it if you heard it. But uh, mm. a lot of people don't realize it's Patrick Swayze I'm, singing. I'm slightly mm. aroused just knowing <laughs> that exists, actually. Good. Well, that's, that's mm. his goal. <laughs> it's to slightly arouse everyone. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, so this episode focuses on uh, Homer and Bart's relationship and how it's uh, not great, as we've seen in countless episodes and countless episodes to come. Spurred on by Homer uh, forgetting to pick up Bart from his soccer game, which Bart plays soccer? <laughs> he plays uh, sports whenever the episode needs to yeah, have I, him play I sports. I realize that. Uh, right. Like um, soccer in this one, lease on ice. He plays hockey, mm-hmm. and apparently he's good at it. Yeah, um, football in the episode Bart Star. Yep, um, which is funny because they mentioned Bart Star in this episode. They do as the football player. Yes, football player. Yes, football player. Yeah, yeah, they that do. Makes Homer po- almost remember. Almost remember. <laughs> that he has to pick up Bart. Phrase. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, honey? Wheel of Fortune. It all comes out of a misunderstanding <laughs> regarding Wheel of Fortune. Uh, so, yeah, Bart's playing soccer, gets hit in the face by Nelson, and then... Who has a dad in this episode. Voiced by the wonderful Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he has a dad in this episode. He, his dad comes back a couple of times. Does he? Yeah. Um, as that mm. character design, but voiced, obviously, by, I think, Hank, uh, Hank Azaria. Oh. Yeah. I only remember him in the, I think it's the Bart the Mother episode, where Bart's hanging out with him. Oh, and also in Lisa's Date with Density, where she's hanging out with him. And in both instances, I th- I'm pretty sure he mentions his dad not being around. Yeah, his dad eventually is, like, is, is around, in a, I think, in a, in a couple of ones. If I'm wrong, please let us know and email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com, numerical three, for any corrections or omissions. Correct. Um, but until that time comes, I'm going to say that he does come back. I, cause I believe Great. he does. Uh, I just remember that motorcycle and that and coming up again. Hmm. Oh, speaking of corrections and omissions, mm-hmm. uh, do we have one? 
Uh, I have one. Oh, okay. Corrections and omissions. So, uh, last episode, we were talking about the Flintstones. Because sure. uh, it had the Flintstones parody. Uh, I just wanted to confirm. I watched the Flintstones opening sequence. He does not break through the top of the tarp. He slides in the side. I know. Well, there was some discussion last time. Well, no, I think none the, of us were sure. I think the discussion was on whether or not Dino was like... Yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. So, uh, I looked into the Dino thing. Uh-huh. And so there's an episode in the first season where they, uh, it's called the Snorkasaurus Hunter. And uh, they actually go and find a, a Snorkasaurus, which is what Dino is. Okay. And he's talk, he talks. Mm-hmm. And he talks in like a weird kind of British accent mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then they end up like uh, making it their slave, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like ironing and stuff for them. And I guess Betty and uh, Wilma call him Dino, like name him Dino. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never brought up again. And then since then, uh, Dino's just the little the dog pet thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Because they felt like of, it was weird because it was too close yeah. to slavery. But a lot of, a lot of uh, Flintstones fa- fans uh, don't believe that that Snorkasaurus and Dino are the same character. Ah, so, they are different Snorkasaurus eye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the producers probably, uh, you know, meant it to be uh, the same one in a sense. Like, I mean, they named it Dino, and then, yeah. but they just, like you said, decided, like, let's just make it a dog. But, of course, the fan theorists out there uh, have vehemently decided that it's a different one because right. they don't like the idea of it suddenly not talking. Right. Or there's the fan theory that they uh, lobotomized him after they <laughs> made him Wow, dark. That is... <laughs> That is dark. So that take your pick. Get out. All right. But uh, that's fun. Dark times. Yeah. Dark times. <laughs> dark times. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Legend Has the, It? Uh, not this time no, around. This time? Last time around. Yeah. Dark times. Dark times. They say that like 18 times in that show. It's funny. Great. I like it. Anyway. Um, back on track. Yeah. Back on track to this episode uh, where Bart gets left at soccer practice because Homer just completely spaces out on picking him up. Now, has this ever happened to any of you guys? Like, did you, did you ever get like worried that your parents would like not come to get you or like, yeah, I think there's been, I can't like recall a, any specific times. So like nothing traumatic, traumatic or anything. Traumatic. Um, traumatic. Tra- traumatic. Yeah. Traumatic. Yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember times where, definitely times where I thought they weren't coming. I yeah. think that maybe they did, like they were just late or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was also times, like maybe from like scouts or something, where yeah. you know the scoutmaster, whoever it is, had to wait behind like till all the kids got picked up, obviously. And uh, there might have been a time where like they had to call my parents and be like, "Hey, do you remember to come pick up your son?" And they were like, "Like I, my brain I'm says my they were way. like, oh my god, oh shit, fuck." Oh God, I forgot. Okay, I'll be right there. I'm so don't tell him that we forgot. Just say we're running late. And then the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll, yeah, okay." And he's like, "Yeah, no, they they definitely remembered you. <laughs> they just they're just a little bit behind. No, they there's, definitely there's, didn't there's, there's hope that you. you weren't coming home again." Um, so, you excuse them if they <laughs> forgot about one of the three. Yeah. yeah, Aiden, especially the middle child. Go on. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'd echo Alan. Like, I'm sure it happened, but no traumatizing memories. Um, yeah. Few. Um, I, 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 uh, 
was uh, asked uh, one time when I was about 15, I was waiting for my dad on a street corner <laughs> and I was asked by this super twitchy dude what <laughs> I was selling. <laughs> um, and what were you selling? selling? I was selling absolutely nothing. No. Yeah. Um, Come I'll, on, I'll, what are you selling? Come on, I know you're selling something. All right, a little bit of heroin. Yeah, <laughs> just, I knew it. Just a little. Yeah, but I mean, that's got, off the record. Kid's got to get his <laughs> arcade money. Uh, yeah, um, I, I did. I definitely had one. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I was just kind of a spaz when I was when I was younger. Was. Yeah, more so. Okay. Um, so like. I was waiting outside my elementary school, and my mom was supposed to come get me. I can't remember what for, and I think she was like 10 minutes late, like 10, maybe 15 at the most. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is how I die. This is it. (laughs) Because I took the bus to get to school. I didn't know where I lived in this town (laughs) at all. Like, it was a new town because it was, like, my first year there in Cochrane. Um and uh, I just, I lost it. I lost it, and I, I didn't find it. Oh, oh, no, even to this day, for a long, long time. It explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the day Greg's yeah. brain snapped. But what I'm trying to get at is that is a very, it can be a very traumatizing and, and like, just a bad experience for, for a kid. And especially... Uh, in uh, Homer, in Homer and Bart's case, when it seems like he forgets Bart until the next day, yeah, it definitely they play up the length mm-hmm. a lot. Where yeah. you're like, he how goes long to bed, has he, right? And yeah, then he wakes up the next day. <laughs> does he? Does he go to bed? Well, like or they, he fall asleep in the bathtub. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he falls asleep in the bathtub. That's what it is. Well, like uh, Homer, Marge, and Lisa are leaving for the. Oh, I guess it was like. They they go somewhere for like the day, I guess. Well, it's it's in the the late afternoon, I think. Yeah. So they, I don't know. Maybe they're going to get groceries. I don't know. Right. But it's definitely like a long time before he picks up Bart. But it's yeah, not the next day. They definitely play it up. Yeah. Quite a bit. Like he would be dead if it was yeah. the next day. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's an exploding nun. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> an exploding nun. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to the the reference exactly what that is. Yes, because uh, I honestly don't know. Oh, I do. Uh, I bet you do. Because um, I've I've always heard of the Flying Nun. That's yeah. That's what is it that is. what it is. Yeah. Is that a movie? Does the Flying Nun explode? No, that's <laughs> The Simpsons taking a little artistic <laughs> license. <laughs> Be a really weird show. So when Homer in Homer's dream sequence, which is much better than any dream sequence in Batman versus Superman, <laughs> um, he picks up Bart. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> he picks up Bart, and uh, Bart's skull has spiky top. Has a spiky yeah. top. So apparently, that's not that's his hair. His, that's yeah, that's his head. That's just the shape, that's the shape of the his shape head. of his skull. <laughs> They've done that gag before. I thought like, that's very funny with like X-rays and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I th- I just thought that was very funny. It's very inconsistent, his yeah. spiky hair. Yeah. But Lisa's isn't. No. Because, like, you like you see her get shaved. Yeah, but you see that oh. for Bart also. You also see so him, like, gel yeah. it further up yeah. at one point yeah, when do. he's, like, trying to be taller for the audition. <laughs> Radioactive yep. man. Yeah. Good call. Exactly. 
Very fluid. good call. <laughs> Very good call. The stripy suit. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's like walking he's a chihuahua. Flats, he's a chihuahua, yeah. <laughs> or not flats, sorry. He's pumps. Lifts. <laughs> Same thing. Pumps. They have dead goldfish uh-huh. in them. Pump it up. Yeah. Pump it. Pump Loda. it up. Do you remember that? Uh, no. Okay. The Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. That's that is a song they do, but I was thinking specifically of the uh, the pumps uh, commercial with I think I want to say Chris Rock. Might not be Chris Rock. Chris Rock, but it's a definitely a black comedian <laughs> who's going pump it, pump it up. I might be completely off base. Oh, is that might those like those shoes? Yeah, the, the shoes basketball like shoes them, in yeah. the 90s. Oh, oh, like Air right. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um. So Homer, uh, sorry, Bart decides to get a big brother, big yes. brother uh, program. Named Tom. Tom. In uh, honor of Tom Cruise, who uh, would not take the role. Yeah. Well, he's written for actually, Tom Cruise. Actually. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And Tom Cruise uh, turned him down. So they got their good friend Phil Hartman to voice him, which Wait. is always a good bet. Yeah. Great call. Great call. I don't know why Tom Cruise would turn him down. Has he appeared on The Simpsons ever? No. His uh, likeness has several times. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in the Springfield with a dollar sign. Yeah. Where he's with the Rain Man, with the Rain Man guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> uh, and it's I Rain Man. Rain, Rain Man. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think uh, in a later episode, too, and it's possible in a post-season 10 episode he voices, but not to my knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, I love Tom Cruise, by the way. Uh, I do, too. So. I think he's a great actor. Yep. I, I will refrain from commenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're wrong. I find, uh, like, I find people always have a really uh, like a hard, ten- a hard time separating his crazy personal life from his excellent films. Um, yeah. Because he makes... Could you say he's a good actor, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't oh, he yes. just kind of always Tom Cruise? No. Oh, oh, yes. But he is exceptional at playing Tom Cruise. Um, the thing there's there's times where he he shows that he can do things that aren't Tom Cruise, and the thing is with a lot of Hollywood actors of that caliber, that's not what people want. That's and right. That's why like you see people like uh, Tom Cruise or I don't know any, any action star pretty much, uh, and they'll just keep doing the same movies seemingly or at least the same kind of roles, and it's because no one's gonna cast them as the schlubby mm. best friend or, you know, anything like that. because So they don't get the chance to show their acting range. But mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise, there are specific moments in his career where you get to see that come, come to fruition, specifically Magnolia. Uh, you see his comedic chops in Tropic Thunder. Born on the 4th of July. Born on the 4th of July. I haven't seen it, but oh, I that's very true. Good yeah. I uh, forgot collateral. About collateral, yeah. You see a different side of him in general. Yep. Uh, but one thing that I really like about him is that he is like this, he is a quintessential movie star. Um, he's just as good. He's better than Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio always plays the same person, right? The thing is, that's a style of acting. I I think anyway, right? It's it's finding yourself in the character and turning the character into you, right? Finding all those things that you can find that make you you in that character and making it very a very personal part of you. And he does that with everything. Yeah. And I think that so I think does a lot Dan Castellaneta in every voice <laughs> role that he does. 
Mm. Are we back on track, or did I you have not, another point? Well, I had one more point. Oh, go for it. Yeah, go, very quick. Point. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the fact that the nature of uh, performance and acting is very much uh, regarded as it's only acting if you transform yourself, and I think that's a false. It is, and that's like the way the Academy views things as well. Like if you look at any Oscar winners, it's usually people who do something really out of their comfort zone or they like transform themselves physically or they put on a very distinct voice you know things like that and like those are uh, great examples of very good performances usually it's not like it's they're bad performances but Mm -hmm. I think like certain actors uh, especially like the big movie stars get uh, disregarded uh, for their acting because it's just like oh you're just being an action star Mm -hmm. but that takes a lot of effort like nobody could just be an action star look at any like uh I want to say um, film, like student film mm-hmm. that has any kind of action in it. And you see that immediately. You're like, mm-hmm. wow, like this person wants to be Tom Cruise, but they cannot. Yeah. It takes mm-hmm. a certain amount of charisma and mm-hmm. uh, just confidence that very, very few people can pull off. That's why very few people do it. Exactly. There's only one Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that being said, uh, Tom in this episode is not Tom Cruise. Well, he he's also very charismatic. He is. And you want to watch him in an and action he's sequence. he's an F1 fighter. That's right. You're right. <laughs> he uh, he fly, flies a hang glider. Yeah. Yeah. He can do pretty much anything. He can do Over that. Over a volcano. I didn't know Springfield had a volcano. Yeah. I think whatever it needs. Apparently, Springfield has everything. Yeah. I love it. Like, just watching these episodes, like, you realize how much it adapts the physical geography <laughs> of the town just adapts to whatever they need. Yeah, in, 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 in this shot. particular episode, too, because it's like not only in this episode does it have a volcano, but it also has the gorge again. Right. The gorge comes the back. Gorge. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently uh, uh, Skinner's mom's house is like on a hill right, right, out, right outside the yeah. window. It's like... <laughs> Which I love that gag, by the way. I think that's brought back in, in a number of episodes. The whole Norman Bates. Or is, I, the, or is this the one where it's really... I think there was one other before this one, if I remember correctly. Anyway. It, it, the Psycho is referenced a lot yes. in, in this show, right? Especially like if, with Skinner and his mother. Yeah, Skinner yeah. and his mm-hmm. mother are a big one. Um, Sideshow Bob. Uh, there's, there's plenty of Psycho references when Sideshow Bob shows up again. Um Actually, next time he shows up in Cape Fear, there's plenty. Um, he stays at the Bates Motel, for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are introduced to this guy, Tom, who is so friggin' awesome and immediately takes Homer's place. Does this brother, big brother program feel weird to you <laughs> just watching this? What do you mean? Like... Like I know there's like the boys and girls club, which is which is like which is like this, but this one seems like kind of weird because they're very unsupervised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, but I think that's in character with Springfield in general. Yeah, people exploit systems in Springfield all the time. Sure, that's how they get episodes, basically. Sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I I it's for me, it's like plausible enough for you know Homer to or sorry Bart to fake. His dad. Sure, sure, sure. But would this would this um, boys and girls club style facility exist today in like this kind of in in this? I thought it did. To be honest, I don't know if it does. I I think similar things exist. I always and maybe it's just because I saw this episode and was like, oh, that's a thing that exists in the world. But I always was just like, oh yeah, the Big Brother 
Pac-Man Little Brothers thing. Okay. I thought there was another TV show that had something about... It was Boy Meets World. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Was I'm it? sure in reality the screening process is, is a little... <laughs> You're just guessing? God damn it. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded vaguely familiar. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, what was it? Oh, uh... In what reality, the, the screening <laughs> yeah. process is. A, yeah, I'm sure the screening process is a little more detailed rather than uh, when his Homer is asked what are his reasons for joining the Big Brother program, and he says revenge. And that's a, one of the to which she checks check. off one of the boxes. I love on that. Her that's form. a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much oversight going on there. <laughs> no, they're realistic, you know. Like this is yeah. what people do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. it is mentioned, Tom. Uh, had to say he wouldn't kiss Bart in his contract. That's, right. that's, that's a good which point. Which I think yeah. should be mentioned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the fair point. Yeah. Well so. brought up. <laughs> yeah. Um, my biggest question is why didn't like they have anyone for Pepe? Pepe. Mm-hmm. Especially because he was way cuter than any of the people in the in the yeah. book. Like Bart just goes in book. and says, "I need one," and they're like, "Okay, here's one." And then well, because Pepsi goes in and he's like, "Do you have one for me yet?" And like, "No." And he's like, "I'll come back in an hour." Like he's been looking for one for a long time. Yeah, it's it's mm. probably because he's Latino. I would it's, say it's that. a biting social social critique. commentary on yeah. racism. Yeah. And uh, Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean that's part of what makes it so great, right? It's uh, it's 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 goofy, but at the same time, like like poignant and and has social critique in it. Yeah. What were you What were you saying? Um, uh, I don't know if this was. Um, Right, and when Homer when Homer picks him up, uh, and his face is like melting off. Yeah, it's like give I, us a hug. Yeah, it's like how is this appropriate for like <laughs> five or seven year olds? <laughs> it's like was that the demographic? And the answer is no, no, that never was the demographic. Hmm. Right, that was the problem that a lot of I guess parents had with it was the fact that it was a brightly colored cartoon, but it aired in prime time. You parents, know I mean? even to this day, see cartoon and they think four kids. Yeah, um, I know my parents did for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be, like, I'd right. talk to them about some cartoon I saw, and they'd be like, they'd be like, uh, I don't care, it's for kids. And, All right, fine. To be fair, that was Dragon Ball Z, which was for, was kids, for kids, but or adult Japanese men. Um, well, I heard. I don't know if this is true. Maybe you guys would know. <laughs> But like the old master dude with the sunglasses, and he's always reading. Master Roshi. Yeah, apparently I, I was told, and like he's in the original pervert. Japanese version, you can see the reflection of what he's reading in his in his sunglasses. It's and always it's, porno. It's porn. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a big pervert. Uh, That's in hilarious. The, in the original Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z, there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of little boys' penises. Um, there's a lot of violence um, because. <laughs> You guys both look strange, but it's because uh, Gohan and Goku and others were children in the eps- in the series, and they were Saiyans, which, if you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z, Saiyans turn into monkeys at the full moon, giant apes, mm. and uh, rips off their clothes. So when they turn back into, into humans, they're naked. You were ripping on me for talking about the history of the Balrog? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> because you kept going when I told you to stop. We all have stuff. We all have something that we that we nerd out about. Uh, we all have cartoon skeletons in our closet. The difference is, I freely admit that Dragon Ball Z is ridiculous. Well, the Balrog isn't a cartoon, for one. It's a it's a mythological world that Tolkien created on literature, and was then you know never a cartoon. 
Did video game. It might have been a cartoon in the. Those the ones well, in the yeah, 70s. I guess they made the, Lord of the Rings the, the Ralph Bashke yeah. ones. Um, I don't know if the Balrog was in it. I never saw it. Yeah, I didn't either. I feel like he was in it. I think so. Balrog, Balrog, Balrog probably. Balrog He's a pretty big, big Definitely should have been in it. <laughs> if he wasn't, then Ralph didn't understand the books. Gandalf, Gandalf the Grey. just slips. Gandalf the Grey <laughs> needs to die, sacrificing himself. He can't just slip on the walkway? No, otherwise. You're like, we can't, we can't animate a Balrog. <laughs> you just, Find something else to kill Gandalf. <laughs> you just hear <laughs> it falling. <laughs> oh, shit! Somebody should have heist this, or assaulted this. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf is a clumsy old man in the cartoon version. <laughs> He's a Mr. Magoo. All right. So, the uh, anyway, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of tangents there. So many. The moral of the story is Dragon Ball Z is for adults. As in, well as kids. And as and well so as, as the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Back on track. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. We got it. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff we, we saw in this episode and the next episode, I think, mm-hmm. that we did pointed out as we were watching that were like, this isn't for kids. Like, this is not a good... Or this went over my head and stuff like that. And you were saying when uh, Bart was saying, I was faking it when... Higher, yeah. Dad. Higher. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. That it's perhaps it's definitely a an uh, orgasm. Definitely reference. an orgasm reference. <laughs> uh, totally would have gone over my head as a kid. Um, yeah. But it's it's funny because I have a memory of like being young and going over to a friend's house. I was probably about six years old, and uh, this family was like quite Christian, and and I was I think I said something like, "Oh, we should watch The Simpsons." And uh, they probably didn't they literally. Like, Get out. They, uh, like my recollection is is them saying something to the effect of the Simpsons is the devil. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> Specifically, Bart. which I just like didn't get as a as a kid. I was like, okay. but it's the Simpsons. It's great. Get this hellspawn out of our house, out of our lives. <laughs> wow. But I I I see in these episodes, I sort of understand. That now a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'd let my seven-year-old kid watch it. I I'll be honest, but I would. I will force whatever non-existent kids I ever have to <laughs> watch <laughs> The Simpsons seasons one through ten. Good, absolutely. Like it will be required viewing. You don't skip. You should to do another three. podcast with them. It's not going to happen because I'm not going <laughs> to have kids. So there's that, that you know of. Uh, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, yes. Uh, so this this episode uh, reaches its uh, tipping point at SeaWorld, mm-hmm. which apparently Springfield also has. Of course. Uh, I don't think SeaWorld would be featured in an episode if it were made today. No. Definitely not in a positive light. No. No. Did you ever see Blackfish? No. Don't. It's really <laughs> sad. Just, mm. just know that. Whales are being mm. tortured Shit. and killed. I watched The Cove. That was pretty Oh, that's, that was pretty that's horrific. The same same yeah, idea. Same, same dealio. Except this is focused on SeaWorld sea world rather than like dolphin hunters. Yeah. Poachers, whatever. Uh yeah. But uh Bart or sorry, Homer and Tom have a fight. <laughs> His father. You mean the drunken gambler? That's right. And who may you be? Punch. <laughs> Nothing more. And I love that Bart's not actually exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Really. No. Like, he's just put a beard on his dad. Yeah. 
in that in that flashback scene where he loses all their money totally. in a blackjack hand, Hit me. right? Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> yeah. It's like that is totally in character for Homer to hit on a 21. <laughs> yep. Because uh, he's, he's not smart. He's stupid. Easy. Yeah. He's a dummy. He's a dullard. Dum dum. Big old stupid head. Idiot face. Just not bright. Clown. Uh, no flies upstairs. You lose. Damn it. <laughs> you lost a hey. clown. <laughs> hey, when you play the synonym game. <laughs> I have uh, to think on my cinnamon feet. game. <laughs> the cinnamon game mm. is a different game that I oh. love to play. Mm. It's where you eat a big spoonful of cinnamon. Oh god, no, that's the cinnamon challenge, and that oh, right. kills people. Right, that's true. I did it once. Why? For what? my fans. What oh, was god. it like? What? What's what's so? Oh, awful it was just about an it? immediate thing where it just like you dries out your mouth, yeah, and then just, you try to breathe, and you breathe in cinnamon. Yeah, I just. Mm. What if you, right you breathe through your nose? It works better. It works better. If you breathe through your yeah. nose, but is, like, is it like painful? Is the taste actually like overwhelming? Yeah, yeah. Like the idea is that it's literally un, like impossible. Yeah, like you can't just eat a spoonful of cinnamon mm. and be fine. You'll start coughing, and uh, a, lot, a lot of people have inhaled cinnamon into their lungs, and that like causes infections or something, and holy shit, causes them to die. Yeah, I definitely Ooh. didn't. I I see that. I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, I did it at a Toonie Theater, actually. Oh, God. For one of the in-betweens. Have you also drank the milk jug? The milk? The gallon challenge? Yeah. No, but I filmed Catherine do it. Ugh. <laughs> you guys are did fools. She su- did she succeed? You're just no, sheep. No, it just Wake went up, all sheeple. over her face. It was mm. really funny. Yeah. So she, she succeeded in being hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the point. Right. Yeah. She was supposed no to do No one actually w- wants to see someone successfully drink a gallon of milk. Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, she did it while Emma was like sitting inside the inside the house, and like we did it for a sketch, just a, like a quick video that we did. Like she, the whole idea was that she was coming home from grocery shopping, and like she had milk in a bag, and she dropped the milk on the ground, and it just busted open, and she panics and was like, "Oh no, the milk is going to be ruined. I should drink all of it." Um, Wasn't that based on a true story? It was based on yeah. true story, yes. Uh, and so she like drinks like a four <laughs> liter. <laughs> Most of it obviously goes. Was it actually in um, a bag? You got a bag of milk? No, no, we're, no, no. We didn't get Ontarian style <laughs> milk. Um, and it went all over her, and it was really, really funny. It's like she comes into the house, and Emma just looks at her, and she's covered in milk. <laughs> it was like I dropped the milk on the ground. I had to drink it. God, <laughs> just runs away. <laughs> it was really funny. I just explained that entire sketch. No need to watch it now. Good. Um, no one will. Should we uh, hop on over to the reference desk? Let's do it. So one of the reasons why we're not really talking much about this episode as an episode is because there are so many references in it. There are Our so many. runneth over yeah. of references. Um, Beginning with, I want to say, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. <laughs> Barton <laughs> Fink. We're going to go sneak into an R-rated movie. It's called Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Are you familiar with this movie? No. Oh, it's a Coen Brothers film yeah. mm. with uh, John Turturro and John Goodman about a uh, Hollywood writer who uh, uh, goes to a hotel to write a novel, and, or sorry, write a script, rather, and uh, can't do it. And John Goodman is uh, another person staying in the hotel, and he... Starts to befriend him, but uh, he has sinister undertones. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. 
things mm. go poorly. Sinister John Goodman. Yeah, it's very good movie. It's a great movie. Has a and cr- you'll be very confused the first time. Is, is it crazy Bart ending. and Fink, no, or is Barton? it Barton? Yeah. Barton. Okay, yeah. that's the name of the screenwriter. Right. Yeah, Barton Fink. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the joke here is that they're excited to sneak into an R-rated film because they're kids, yeah. and that's exciting, right? I'm sure we've all had that. Oh, feeling of like, giddy oh, thrill. I'm gonna go, yeah, like I'm gonna do something that I'm not allowed to see. Oh, there's gonna be boobs. Kill Bill and Volume One. That's the one that I snuck wow, into. Wow, you're young. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I always forget how young you are. I saw that in theaters when I was 15. Oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> uh, for me, it was um, uh, Eraser with uh, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, actually, and actually, what happened was we actually went to see 90s the Rock. Arnold, my favorite Arnold. The film The Rock. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, shit. And uh, I couldn't handle it. Really? That had some like face melty yeah, action in it. Because of that yeah. stuff, right at the beginning where the guy's face melts. How old were you? Uh, let's see, when did The Rock come out? 94? Something like that? So it would have been like. Was it 96? Yeah. Okay, well, it would have been 10 or 11 then. Right. Yeah, so pretty young. Yeah. That's, and, yeah, that's pretty young to see that movie. Yeah, and so I was like, I can't do this. I can't watch this. I was like, that was I when was I saw that sick. movie. I was, I was like 11. Yeah. And I couldn't handle that part. Yep. I was feeling sick, so my friends were like, all right, well, let's go to a different movie then. So we like went out of the theater and snuck into Eraser instead. And uh, at first, there was a couple parts where like people got shot, and like just like based on my experience of the last movie, I was I was already shaken up. So I was like, eh, I don't know, guys. But then I eventually was like, all right, I can, ha- I can handle this. Yeah. And then like, alligators ate Arnie. people, and I was like, ah, I don't know, that's, that's creepy. And then he's like, your luggage. I'm like, ah, funny. It's a funny joke. Someone stole my identity <laughs> and I have to get it back. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so they're excited to see an R-rated movie and unbeknownst to them, it's not the kind of movie they're going to enjoy Yeah, because it's an adult uh, psychological thriller, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Speaking of adult psychological thrillers, Trey pukes up. Psycho. I mean, The Shining. <laughs> uh, boy. All right. Um, when Millhouse Millhouse tries to communicate with Bart, and it's like other way around. Bart tries to communicate with Millhouse. Yeah, tries and to communicate with Homer. Yeah, yeah, and it comes to Millhouse. I really tripped you up with that psycho comment, didn't yeah, I? It really did. <laughs> and he gets and he gets pick up Bart. Trey pukes up, and he writes it on the wall. It's supposed to be in reference to Red Rum from The Shining. Standard Murder. Course. Horror masterpiece. Is that what that means? Red rum is mm-hmm. murder backwards. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Little piece of unknown trivia. I am movie. woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> Sung by that a strange lady. Used the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Homer why? He has like several doppelgangers he does. in the Springfield world. Yeah. Uh, uh, guy and guy Cognito. Cognito is <laughs> yeah. Um, they watch Ren and Stimpy. There's the Flying Nun. Yep, which is based on the TV series The Flying Nun. Correct. It's a TV series. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! Someone just came home. Yeah. Keep it down up there. Hey, we're trying to record a podcast down <laughs> here. <laughs> Welcome home. Carry on. We are. <laughs> it's just our uh, sound engineer. How we fe- how we sound in the booth? Yeah, we got the thumbs up. Okay, right. we're good. Um, Seymour Homer accuses uh, Bart of seeing his big brother. Um, I've always wondered what this was from, I'm, right? Because it's obviously from something. It's like you've it's been, like, haven't you? Yeah. Haven't you? He's gallivanting with that floozy like, of a bigger yeah. brother, haven't you? Uh, it's who's afraid of a Virginia Wolf? Yeah, uh, with uh, Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and of course, when um, Homer tells Pe- uh, Pepsi. Pepsi Pepsi about his awful son, and Bart shoves the grapefruit into his <laughs> face, that's a huge reference to a famous scene in the movie Public Enemy, starring James Cagney. Um, Tuesday Night Live is a parody of. Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live, Night and Night. we get another reference Joe to Piscopo. <laughs> poor Joe Piscopo. The third know. one that I yeah. counted. Yeah, it's the third reference to Joe Piscopo in a derogatory way. Poor Joe. In a, in yeah. a like, reverse derogatory way, where, yeah. like, the characters say how great he is, but clearly meaning the opposite. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you know who Joe Piscopo is. Drawing a blank on I that one. I don't know one. who he is. I he just was, know him because yeah. he's referenced in The Simpsons. Yeah, he was on, he's on SNL in the 80s and was, like... It was like him and Eddie Murphy. Basically, like Saturday Night Live started with a whole bunch of, you know, really great comedians, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, a whole bunch of people that, uh, you know, they're not ready for primetime players. It was a huge thing when it first came out. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like these all these people are going places. And then I think it was like the third season or something. They well, like, everybody left and then they brought in the yeah, replacement like the cast. The whole cast left and they got a replacement cast. And like one of them was Joe Piscopo. And so there's a lot of like, you know. That that period of SNL is like the worst because it was not only kind of bad in general, but also like on the heels of all these amazing mm. comedians. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, Skinner's creepy monologue about his mother. Yeah, is a reference mm. to Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho, Classic. down to the exact look and placement of the house upon the hill. Right to be here, mother. <laughs> oh, that sailor's outfit doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> And those That's are actual text from Psycho, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. Uh, now we uh, we we like to do something here at uh, Two Bad Neighbors where we talk about our favorite joke in the episode. So, do you have one in mind, Aiden? If you don't, we can Alan and I can start Ooh, while you think of one. There's so many good ones. Like it's hard to say like one is my favorite. You mm-hmm. know, just pick um, a standout one. But we can yeah. come back to you if you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, one that stands out to me, and I was actually thinking it just in in the general realm of references, is the the great Godzilla reference when we have uh, the news report coming oh, yeah. in <laughs> about the fight between Homer and you know this is a very preliminary report, but we're being told <laughs> one of one of the uh, assailants. Is a giant reptile. <laughs> and do we have a source on this? Uh huh. Some drunken teenagers. I could use some names. Hmm? IP freely. <laughs> really great. Oh, so man. Good choice. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Mine would be the B plot. Corey. Corey. Corey on Hotline. Non threatening boys magazine. <laughs> uh, the Corey Based Hotline. The, uh, the Corys, the two Corys. Corey yeah. Feldman and Corey Haim. Yeah. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's amazing to see Lisa brought down a peg or two <laughs> to the realm of an actual yeah, eight-year-old. time someone brought that bitch down a peg. <laughs> uh, well, she's like in the realm of an eight-year-old now, yeah, right? She, she actually acts her age, and yep. it's like, it's so cute and hilarious to see this really intellectual girl be so... Have like t- a, a crush on yeah, a teenage boy. Yeah. So taken by this, 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 this teen heartthrob, right? Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. That. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) Story. Allegory. allegory, Montessori. Montessori. Is that actually a word? What what does that mean? Montessori? Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's actually a a type of school. 
Hmm. Um, I'm actually not not sure on the details behind it, but I know because there was one. Uh, there was a Montessori school just like uh, three or four blocks from my house that I grew up in, and I had a couple friends who went to Montessori school, and we would like drive them to it sometimes. So I don't know if it's like a you know like a a gifted kids school or the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's one of those kind of things, right? Where it's you. like, you know, they need additional schooling or right. are given additional schooling. Yeah. Right. So let's see what's in the news today. <laughs> Just open some Just news. opening a newspaper. <laughs> Four ninety five a minute. Man, um, remember hot remember hotlines? Remember just like nine one nine hundred numbers? Like, yeah, I mean the plot still of Punch Drunk Love is based around that. That's right, yeah. Uh and yes, they do. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. The internet exists, you guys. Yeah, no, it's... Don't call 900 numbers. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Remember Quest? Vaguely. Was it... Is it one of those, like, chat-up local singles? Like yeah, romantic, yeah. Romantic. Yeah. Romantic chat or line. live links or... Yeah, live links. kind of things. Lava, li- lava, lava Life. Lava Life. Yeah. Um, Kate hmm. from Lost was in one of those commercials. <laughs> did you know that? Really? I did not. One of her first Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually we actually did a sketch that was making fun of Quest. We spelled it with a W, uh, so he wouldn't get sued. Good. Yeah, there's also uh, I remember uh, a lot of hint lines for computer games, and that was the reason That's why. That's dumb. Yeah, that, but that was the reason why a lot of those like classic adventure games were so ridiculous to figure out some puzzles because mm-hmm. they basically wanted you to buy the hint book or call the hint hint line. Right. Because the internet didn't exist, so they couldn't right. just look it up. Right. And I remember playing those games and getting really frustrated at some of those things, but I never called a goddamn hint line, and I solved them all. Take that, Sierra. Yeah, you're the one who won that one. <laughs> why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Next time. Okay. What's your favorite joke? We'll get to that real quick. Right. Uh, so my favorite joke is when Bart is at show and tell, and he's just talking about Tom. And he's like, oh, and he gave me this neuralizer or whatever. He, like, zaps Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, that's all really funny, but my favorite is when Milhouse comes up right after, and he's like, uh, uh, I have a horsey. Nay. Nay. Wuss! Wuss! <laughs> I love that joke because, I mean, I love any time Milhouse is under... Bales? Yeah, uh, because he's one of my favorite characters for that reason. Um, but also just, like, just the idea that, like, Milhouse thought, this will be a great show and tell. Like, even before Bart had his thing, right? Like, I bet if I bring this horse toy, kids will be like, yeah, Milhouse is cool now. What's his thought process? Yeah, like, that's just a horse. I have a horsey. All right. Uh, The dud. (laughs) You got the dud. He looks like you, Poindexter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay, so that is Brother from the Same Planet. Great app. Great app. Aiden? Great app. <laughs> right on. Uh, now See, I can catch on to lingo. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Our, uh, our next episode that we'll be talking about uh, relatively quickly because we're running a little short of time here. Um, Don't rush me, Greg. Is uh, an episode called I Love Lisa. And this is mm. the TV Guide synopsis. When Lisa gives Chief Wiggum's klutzy, klutzy, <laughs> all right, it's a gentle word, <laughs> klutzy son, uh, <laughs> pity Valentine. Uh-huh. He's in love, which will remain unrequited, despite oh. his gift of two tickets to the Krusty Anniversary Show. True. Let's talk. <laughs> Guys, uh, this episode, 
Fantastic. It's so good. An episode that I've always, always refrained from rewatching. Hmm. Because I felt so bad for Ralph. Yeah. I've always I always felt so bad for him, except for this time. Really? When I was watching it. Not even once? No, because he's an idiot. Yeah, but I think the time where he's, his heart literally rips in half, I still feel bad for him. Well, yeah, I feel bad, but like, like they do not, they, in this in this time watching it, I was like, oh, you, they're doing a good enough job with this episode that it's super funny because oh, Bart yeah. Bart's doing the slow motion thing. It's like, yeah, I feel bad for him, but they mm-hmm. managed to make it into a joke. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, which before I didn't before like, and I haven't watched this episode in years. Right. Um, before it was just like. I feel just so bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Thing is, I feel bad for him because he's so stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that he can't see that Lisa has no interest in mm-hmm. him and that she, like, yell, has to yell it at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that makes me feel bad for him because, like, well, that could also that's be... the only way she can get it across. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, you poor, poor young dullard. Well, I mean, that could You'll also never be the, to anything in life. That could also be a real good commentary on like the on on dating or and like courtship in general. Oh right? yeah, because what mm-hmm. what did, what did, what does um what what does Chief Wiggum what what does Marge say? It says, "Let him down gently. Say you're not ready for this." And what does his dad say? The key gotta, is persistence. Per, the key yeah. is persistence. Uh, how many times have we heard that being the thing? And it's not. That's no. never the key, right? Um, you I just gotta think. wear her down. Yeah, wear fellas. her down, fellas. That's a great idea. Now, <laughs> I'm really not a romantic expert, but I know for a fact that that's a bad idea. Absolutely. Right? Yes. If you tell someone how you feel about them and they don't feel the same way, you buy them a present. You, no. Oh. I'm trying to teach you, you a lesson here. All right. You, you stalk you, them. No. No. Binoculars? No. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> You're bad at guessing. Thermal binoculars. <laughs> ah, it's thermal binoculars. It. It. <laughs> it's thermal binoculars. You with, amateur. <laughs> you amateur. With, <laughs> with a Sorry targeting device on it. Serious point. Uh, no. Um, it's you, you just act like it didn't happen, really. Right, if you're if you're friends before that, just well, you just, just move on. Yeah, just try and move on from it, right? Uh, and if their feelings change based on you being such a cool guy, because <laughs> um, it might, right? Because if you they'd never like that's the problem, right? You tell someone how you feel, and they probably never thought about it that way, right? Um, but now you've put it in their brain, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, maybe this is a thing, right? Yeah, and like, it might come up again. It might not. Sure. The fact is, you tried, and whatever happens, happens. It's. Have you thought about being a romance coach? Several times, yes. Yeah. Welcome to the love connection <laughs> with Doctor Love. <laughs> I, so, Doctor. I'm Doctor Love. <laughs> Aiden, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> not good, Doctor Love. What's not your problem? Good. <laughs> not good. What? what? What's your problem? What do you need advice on today? Well, I, I had a lady, yeah. but she left me. She left you? She left me, man. Brother, you're better without her. You got to go yeah. on Tinder. <laughs> Every time you take a crap, I want you to swipe it at least a hundred times. Right. Swipe right to them all. <laughs> swipe right every time. 
It's called playing the odds. <laughs> odds are at least one of them will swipe right to you. That's right. This has been Dr. Thanks, Love. Thanks, Dr. Love. You're welcome. <laughs> good oh, bit. Yeah, good bit. <laughs> Hopefully uh, that'll come back. I, I disagree. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> um, Can't wait off. until the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Aiden will come with me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll be your sidekick, Monsieur Romance. Oh. <laughs> Kinky. Oh, boy. <laughs> Having fun This yet? is the first time we uh, learned that uh, he's Ralph Wiggum. Oh, yeah. I guess so. The, the son of Chief Wiggum. Mm-hmm. Was never intended to be the case, um, mm-hmm. but they decided, uh, hey, they're both dumb and fat. Let's make <laughs> them related. <laughs> I guess this is, yeah, this is, the, this is like the real episode where it's like, yeah, we've solidified Ralph as this character. Yeah. This is who Ralph is. Mm. Yeah. He's, this, he's the class dullard that yeah. everybody laughs at and nobody likes. Yeah, but it's before he has his kind of non sequitur uh, catchphrases. Yeah. That doesn't come to least his rival. The um the 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 you know the one time that I felt most bad for her for this kid was when, when he said Miss Hoover I glued my my ear. shoulder to my ear yeah my shoulder to my to my ear and everybody laughs at him and it cuts back to him he's like huh, huh. <laughs> and even he's tired of himself <laughs> and it's like well that's that's the that's the really sad thing because he knows he's not smart oh yeah in this episode yeah right they dumb him down even further. So that he's he lacks, yeah. yeah, he lacks that awareness. But in this episode, he knows he's not smart, and that is really tough. Yeah, like to be just exhausted with yourself, mm-hmm. just being like, "Why am I not better?" We've seen this happen to Bart a few times in this in in the series, where he's like, "Why am I? Why can't I learn? Yeah. Why am I not Bart smart?" Mm-hmm. Good yeah. example. Yeah, why can't I do what the other kids can? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just smart enough to know he's not smart enough. That was poignant. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. Don't need to point it out. Um, well, I think it helps more. Uh, yeah. Helps <laughs> you, helps your goddamn ego. Yeah. Grows like an apple. <laughs> uh, everything is pain. So, the part. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Ralph doesn't get any Valentines. I, I feel for him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just mean on the part of the other kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like we've, all, we've all had that, right? Do they still do that in school, do you know? God, I hope not, but yeah. Where it's like, it's Valentine's Day. Everyone needs to write a Valentine to every other person yep. in the class. Yep. Like, it's pretty much a requirement. It absolutely is. It's just is. like, the only way you, like, determine who actually, like, likes you or at least wants to be friends with you is what they write on the Valentine. Yeah. If it's, it's just... To you from me, it's like okay, this person's not my friend. Yeah, but if it's like, uh, I like your laugh, or so, I don't know, no one wrote anything to me. Your eyes um, are so pretty. <laughs> they wrote that to you, didn't they? <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, in this episode, they just don't give one to Ralph at all, and so Lisa has to give him pity one. It's almost like everyone conspired, yeah, to do that. Yeah, because like. That's that strikes me as not like as we just had weird kids in our class, and people gave them tons of valentines. Of course, you know. Of course, you would. Yeah, tons. But I mean, like you got the the mailbox. I had to make a mailbox when yep, I was a kid. I remember that. I don't think I ever made a mailbox. 
Oh, you missed out. I definitely you must remember the Valentines. Do it this year. Wait. Do it next year. <laughs> Valentine's Day is best. Oh, you I, could just, I could just make a, a box. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You could just make a box. Oh, you should make a box Then who's going to put Valentine's in it? Mm. Beautiful box. Not me. That's something you can call totally. your own. Totally. Get it engraved. Yeah. Mm. Like Jesse's box from Breaking Bad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have I you seen that show? No. Really? Have you seen Breaking Bad? I've seen that episode. Yeah? Yeah. I well, kind of skipped, skipped most of the <laughs> series and just watched the last episode. It's about a it's rambunctious like, dog named Bad. Yes. Okay. And it needs to be housebroken. It needs to be broken. Uh, when he also so sells meth. <laughs> the dog sells meth. The dog meth. sells meth. Yeah. <laughs> no one suspects him. It's actually a wishbone <laughs> It's the dog sequel. with the shifty eyes. <laughs> no wishbone one. sells meth now. Oh, my God. Everyone thinks getting a gritty reboot. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, so he gets the, the Valentine from Lisa and reads way too much into it, which hey, what I does think the, what does the Valentine say? is totally accurate. Uh, I choose 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 you. Yeah. It's got a picture on a train. <laughs> it's really funny. It's pretty cute. <laughs> but I think that's like very accurate for an eight-year-old boy. To read too much into to it? To read too much into that. Well, if it's the only person. Yeah. Especially. So I think it's uh, I think it's a great episode because it's really funny, but I also think it's just really accurate portrayal of like a young oh, totally. adolescent romance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where one side is interested basically because she's the only one who's showing interest, and then the other side is not interested because he's a weirdo. Yeah, I think that probably That's happens more often than we realize. <laughs> probably. So. Yeah, I think I, I feel bad for Lisa in the episode too because oh, I think a lot of people have been in that situation yep. where you're you're just trying to be nice to someone and then yeah, like, and you don't want to hurt take... their feelings. And you don't I be feel a jerk. so bad for Lisa because she's trying to not put him on the hook, and she's doing everything right, mm-hmm. and he's doing everything wrong. Yeah, and it just gets to the breaking point where yeah. he basically announces on national TV that he wants to marry her, and she can't take it anymore, so she snaps. This is uh, always death. <laughs> yeah. I think a little, uh, you know, uh, a little over the top for Lisa, in a sense. Yep. Screaming, no! (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a little too far, Lisa. You can just be like, be like, you know, like I could see her being like, listen, Ralph, like very sternly, but like shouting no to the heavens. I think that's kind of in her family, though. Yeah, it's true. It's a Simpson gene coming through. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's also an emotional build-up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, totally. That's the thing. It's their tipping point, right? So it's it, it makes sense, but it's a, it's just a little. I think that the the writers skewed her character a little bit just to make the heartbreak even more, mm. like so you can be like, yeah, Ralph would really get heartbroken from that. There's no way he can misread that or anything, you mm-hmm. know, because he's not smart. So he needs to be told very succinctly and clearly. Mm-hmm. I never <laughs> liked you. <laughs> I don't like you. I never liked you. And the only reason I gave you that Valentine's because no one else would. And then it's like, oh, shit. I shouldn't have said all that stuff because that's really mean. Truth bomb. Yeah. Right in the face. <laughs> and I, uh, the little sound he makes. <laughs> Pure heart rule, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the sound he makes when his heart rips in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How sad. And then uh, even the ducks aren't his friend. Oh, yeah. He's just... Everything's going wrong for Ralph. <laughs> but I do like... Uh, I like that they gave, give him some kind of uh, redemption, in a sense, where it like, turns out he's actually like a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's just... He's, he's 
he's digging deep. He's activating mm. the method. Yeah. You know, discovering a character, using parts of himself to inform that character's struggle. Which character does he play? Um, Roosevelt. Here comes the general. Rose? Here comes the general. Was he George Washington? Are you doing Hamilton? It's Hamilton, yeah. Wow, we're gonna get sued. Good. You want to get sued by those guys? They won't. Then sue you might us. be able to meet them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, let's do the whole whole show. Go. How does well, my name is Hamilton, and I'm hard. here to say I got killed in a duel just the other day. <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I I I need to go? Um, <laughs> do you actually though? We can no, like, no, wrap this no. up. Do you know what Hamilton is? I do not. Oh, Hamilton oh, is a hit Broadway musical based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers. There you go. There so, you go. It's quite Which is good. Actually, brings us back to this one because they had a similar thing going on, but it was based on all the presidents, all the, all the presidents, even yeah. the mediocre ones. Oh boy, I love that song so much. <laughs> It's actually how I remember a lot of those presidents. So I just can you song can you head. recite the, the the presidents that they say? Uh, there's Taylor, there's Tyler, there's Fillmore, and there's Hayes. There's William Henry Harrison. I died in forty days. Thirty. Thirty. Sorry, I don't remember that part. I remember the names. Was that all? <laughs> That's all that they mentioned. Yeah. Right. But there's eight of them on stage, which is why I was saying while it's you're watching it, what are the three they don't mention? Definitely one of them is Warren G. Harding. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> um, Gerald Ford, and they're 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 all dressed pretty old, mm. but like I would imagine Gerald Ford would be one of. Seems them. like he's a pretty mediocre one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because he was a like a two year president, and he wasn't even elected. Yeah, he was just vice to Nixon. Yeah, yeah. So. and mm. he's the one who pardoned Nixon. That's right. So good for him. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Hi. former President mm. Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can eat nachos and watch the game. Oh man! Speaking of Nixon, mm-hmm. he was featured on Bart's, Bart's butt. butt. <laughs> I am not a butt. <laughs> Why would you give Bart a part? I think they had to give everyone a part. That's fair. I think that's you know, it's one of those things where it's like the class is doing a play. Right, right, right. So of course they'll give Bart um, John, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, get him, boy. Takes a little Creative license with it. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that part. Where yeah. It's like, <laughs> finish him off, boy. <laughs> I'll start with these. The Homer cheering baby. for the death of a, of a president. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's his son. He's cheering for his son. <laughs> finish <laughs> off Bill House. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God the Civil War is over. Now to soothe my head with a play at the Ford's Theater. <laughs> Millhouse is the worst. It's almost as clunky as Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. Uh, the uh, ending. Oh, the ending of yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. It, no, that's the exact. That's, that's the pretty ending. Much what, yeah, that is the ending. <laughs> Have you seen Steven Spielberg's Lincoln? I never saw it. It's, uh, th- there's a perfect ending in the movie, and then it lasts for five more minutes. <laughs> um, mm. It's That's like the Daniel Day Lewis one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like here's the perfect ending. Um, they they pass the Thirteenth Amendment, um, abolishing slavery. Uh, they sign the surrender for the Civil War. Right, Civil War is over. Right, Daniel Day Lewis is like doing his Lincoln thing, and he's like putting on his gloves, and he's like, "Well, I'm off to the theater." Right, and he walks out of the down the hall into the light, and like there's a big fade to white. That's not where the movie ends. <laughs> 
That's definitely where the movie should end. Yeah. Because it's a perfect ending. It's a nice, yeah. yeah it's a nice. Everyone knows where he's going. Yeah, everyone knows where he's going. Everyone knows to what's death. happened. But no, they go to the theater and it's not the actual theater that he gets killed in. It's a different theater down the road and someone comes on stage and he's like, the president's been shot. At the Ford at Theater. At Ford's Theater. <laughs> down the road. And then we get to see his It's a dip. weird like fake out, like yeah. just for the sake of faking yeah. out the audience. It's a rare misstep in like directorial calculation from Spielberg. Yeah. He's usually better than that. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway. Um so anyway, so quickly wrap up some general discussion and then we'll go to the reference test. Sure. But uh I do love the whole President's Day uh assembly. Uh all the jokes just really really It's a it joke machine. Yeah. That that final act is a friggin' joke machine. It's yeah. wonderful. Uh, and then, of course, you also uh, get the kind of emotional uh, resolution to Ralph's and Lisa's relationship because yeah. they're uh, after this whole heartbreak thing happened. They still have to be in the play together as husband and wife, and they get some like nice like person to person cathartic moments. Yeah, cathartic moments. He throws the Valentine she gave him into the fire. A real that fire they have on stage for some reason. That's not safe. It's not safe, uh, especially with kids. Um, the production values in the school <laughs> yeah, play are great. Are, are they have insane. the whole Mount Rushmore descend from the ceiling. They have a fly system in this theater. Uh, <laughs> and they have mouths moving on the presidents. From sea to shining sea. Don't forget to purchase some orange drink for the long car ride home. All right, the watered-down orange <laughs> drink. I cannot water it down anymore. <laughs> orange drink is like a staple of like shitty fundraising or shitty events community events i don't know about you guys but I, we always had it was like from mcdonald's did you guys ever have this and it like wasn't uh-huh. actually orange uh-huh. juice it was just it was or- orange, yeah, drink. orange drink and it was very yeah. much watered down like it tasted like watered down orange juice so it was yeah uh, very accurate to me um but yeah and then of course we get the last little bit where uh, she gives him a new valentine and it's let's be friends and it's very cute and it's a bee There's it's a bee got a picture it. of a bee on it put a bird on it mm. <laughs> So yeah, but that's uh, I think this episode is great. I think it's really funny all throughout, and it's a nice, like I said, nice relationship between Bart, or sorry, uh, Lisa and Ralph, and uh, some nice character universe building as well with uh, Wiggum being his father. And yeah, I liked it. Skinner's mm-hmm. great as usual. Johnny, mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny! <laughs> cool. I broke his brain. Oh, God, yeah, that's an Apocalypse Now reference, and here we are at the reference desk. That is a direct reference to a scene in Apocalypse Now when uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character gets a message from his mother. Oh, uh, tape recorded message from his mother, and they get attacked, yeah. Uh, um, uh, it. it's a uh, It's not the spear one, because that's the one when the chief dies. Uh, you've never seen Apocalypse Now? No, we've talked we, about we this. we talked about times, this. Yeah. Yeah, you got to see it. I know. Um, it's a really great moment. Uh, it's filled with great moments, but <laughs> it's that's a very that's a very obvious reference to it. Um, even the the tint of the that comes over the the animation, mm-hmm. you know how like the it's a little bit more yeah, it's a little less saturated. Um, the monster mash. Oh man, that ties right <laughs> into my favorite joke. So you want to do you want to talk about your favorite I joke? Might right as well. Now? Yeah. yeah. So the the episode opens with uh, Marty <coughs> and oh, who is it? John and Marty. Yeah. Anyway. The guy's from KBBL, uh, the two radio DJs, and uh, he's playing the Monster Mash. <laughs> and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that was weird. Um, and it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day, so he's <laughs> like, oh, "It's a weird choice to play on Valentine's Day, Marty." He's like, 
Like, there's so many love songs you could have played. He's like, ah, oh, come on, it's kind of a love song. A bunch of mar- monsters partying, you know, having a good time, keeping their evil in check. You played the wrong tape, didn't you? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> just that, like, perfect yeah. amount of pause That's before what... he just, like, calls calls him out. Like, like why? It's, why it's, can't we just... It's Marty who played that tape. Yeah. Who played that record, right? I think so, yeah. Fair and he's dead weight. weight. You're dead weight, Marty. <laughs> There's kind of a running gag between these two that Marty is really, really bad at his job. Yeah. And of course, they call back that at the end as well, where they say, you know, here's a tune to go out on President's Day, and it's the Monster Mash again. He's like, God, doggone it. (laughs) But just that that opening joke where he says, why are you doing this to me is so funny. Uh, anyway. The the Krusty the Clown special is filled with some. Oh my god! Uh, specifically, break on through to the other side. Robert mm. Frost. Robert Frost. Oh, we discussed this, and I said no. <laughs> yeah. Sideshow Rahim. Yeah. So hit you in the head with his mallet. I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> Angry. Angry. Angry young man. <laughs> uh, what was I on? That's uh, another joke I didn't get for a long time. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I was like, what were you on? You were on your own show, Krusty. That's what I, I mean, a kid brain thought. Homer's conscience is speaking with the voice of uh, Droopy, Droopy Dog. Yeah. Uh, the Hasta La Vista AB, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, it's also just a uh, thing they say in the Dominican Republic. I guess so. All right. Hasta La Vista is just a... The, the, poem, that, um, the poem that Frost is, is reading is Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening. Good. Mm. Hence, glad, glad we nailed that one. <laughs> covered in snow. Go home and read some Robert you like Frost. Snow? And Frosty boy? apparently, the scene of Chief Wiggum. This is one that went over my head. Okay. Sitting behind Krusty at an adult movie oh, theater. Oh yeah, and um, Paul Rubens. It's about yeah, Paul Rubens' arrest mm. for masturbating at a pornographic movie theater in Florida. Yeah. Well, that's mm. what, that's why he says, you know, I keep my pants on in this version. Yeah. That's the specific reference because he's like. Chief Wiggum should have been arrested like Paul Rubens was. Yeah. Because apparently he was masturbating in a, in a porno theater. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the reference. Surprise, that got past the old censors yeah. there. Well, mm-hmm. they, they call it out. This story isn't suitable for children. That's true. <laughs> I just love how he's like, ah, nothing beats a good porno. <laughs> like That's what he says as he sits down in a porno theater, just announcing to everyone, <laughs> ah, <nothing laughs> this is going to be great, fellas. Good porno. <laughs> everyone ready? Uh, they, I love when Chief Wiggum takes a little bit more, like uh, takes up a little bit more screen time than usual because oh, then, yeah. He's then they usually devote like uh, a little bit of time to taking down authority figures. Uh, specifically in this episode, when they're like when he's cracking the nuts open and he fires his gun and he's like nothing beats a man in uniform and his gut pours over the <laughs> entire table and the um yeah. what and when his the, his badge gets oh, yeah. taken oh, by a duck. duck has it right come on give it back yeah. nah keep it <laughs> that's all i got for references yeah yeah nailed it all right uh favorite joke aiden do you have one? Oh, again there's a lot of good ones we covered a lot of a lot of my favorites already so i'm gonna go with a favorite that we haven't covered already which is when the bullies are in the back of the theater watching the school play and they're so moved by by ralph's riveting performance that they say we need to learn more about our founding fathers to the, the library, library. Yeah. <laughs> that's great and they all get up and go oh yeah they're excited they're they really want to learn they want to it's the power ralph's acting has yeah they don't want to beat up martha <laughs> or anything like that the Newton. It's funny. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Just throws it at him. Yeah. Um, 
Mine would have to be, well, we've already mentioned the mediocre presidents. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably my favorite little small one is uh, is what he says when Krusty says at the 29th anniversary special, angry. Angry, angry young, young man. man. <laughs> now we come to my favorite part of the evening, which is, what does that say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is it's always, always death. death. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that part. I think it's so funny. It just, it, it always, I love when they show Krusty being just a washed up, <laughs> bitter, bitter, bitter man. Uh, and it comes back to haunt him in the episode Krusty Gets Canceled. That's right. Uh, so they're kind of building towards that. Yeah. A little bit of universe building. I'd be ris- par- pardon me. What? I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Ralph's, I think, first Ralphism, in a sense, uh, just because I remember people always quoting this one and it being like tied in my brain to Ralph, which mm. is, the doctor said I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. How is that good small talk, man? <laughs> I love how that's just one or of those do you cut like stuff? Yeah. <laughs> One of those cut two lines. (laughs) (laughs) How did they get there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's great because it starts with, so do you like stuff? And then Lisa's like visibly uncomfortable and then cut to, oh, the doctor said. So like (laughs) in my brain, he just kept talking the entire time and she said nothing. And that's the kind of stuff he said. Stuff about nosebleeds. (laughs) That might be why she's running away from him. Yeah. When they get to the house. Yep. She literally just like books it in the door. Well, this is my house. Gotta go. Yeah. We've all been there, right? No. Uh, on Ralph's end? No. Oh, just me. It's okay. Sometimes I think Dragon Ball Z is a good thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that'll just about do it for us. <laughs> that was a really great reincorporation. I feel like we should go out on that one. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, so thank you so much to Aiden for uh, coming in and chatting with The Simpsons about us and coming to watch an episode. Thanks for having me, guys. This yeah. was a blast. We'd love like, to have you back sometime. Sweet. Absolutely, to, to talk some more golden episodes, maybe in season five. Right on. Uh, would you like to come back? I think I would. All All right. Right. spot. Yeah, and I, sh- I should mention, because yeah. I forgot to mention it at the beginning, but uh, you guys have, have popped my cherry here. Oh. It's my first ever podcast. Oh, really? My goodness. You're welcome. I would imagine you would have uh, you would have started one on something or other. You got a recording studio in your basement, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You'd think. Do you want to plug I, that? I, now? You think I would have? Um, yeah, totally. You should do that. Um, we reached like a hundred people. So right on. Who knows? All right, hundred people. <laughs> um, Hazy Wave Recording Studio. Um, it's a really funky bohemian kind of getup. Um, that uh, me and my roommate Devin Forster have got on the go. Um, we're actually currently um, investing in some uh, high quality microphones, so we're kind of upping the ante gear wise. And um, yeah, we're really stoked to to bring to life whatever uh, creative juices are flowing out there in the local music community. So um, yeah, anyone who's interested in throwing down some tunes, whether it be just a, a track here or there, an EP, a full full album. And what's the That's name what again? We do Hazy Wave and you can, Studios. And you're on Facebook, yeah? We are on Facebook, yeah, under Hazy Wave. Uh, Hazy spelt uh, H-A-Z-E-Y. Cool. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, It looks better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know the left behinds will be looking into that for our, right for our next one. That's probably like a year from now, but <laughs> still, it's nice. It's slow nice to down. Think. Yeah, slow down. Got to sell some of the... <laughs> Ones that we already have. Uh, 
release like seven singles off this album. Sure, why not? Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. So you can just get it all on the radio. <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, so our next episode, as I already said, is going to cover the episodes Duffless and Last Exit to Springfield. Ooh, baby. Which some people say baby. is the greatest Simpsons episode of all time. We will talk about that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to email us with any corrections or omissions, or if you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com, numerical three. And what's our Twitter again? At Bad Neighbors Pod. Perfect. And uh, do you have anything to plug? No. No? I don't either. Come check out the locked room if you're in the Calgary area. Right on. we got you, three locations. Did you finish a new room yet? Uh, the Minotaur's Lair is open. Sweet. What? So come check it out. Mythology themed. That's right. Fuck That's man. one I helped design. Come play the Minotaur's Lair at the locked room, guys. That's right. Lockedroom.ca. You can see all our uh, locations, all our rooms. You, you should really be paying see, us for this. You can see escape rates. You can see... Just uh, saying. <laughs> all right. Well, you just interrupted the plug, so... Whatever. Now they're never going to pay us. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.